This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by Ellie Austin-Williams, author of Money Talks and founder of This Girl Talks Money. And we're here to discuss saving face, why almost a fifth of Brits dip into their savings every week. Thank you for joining us, Ellie. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. Ellie, please tell us about your role as founder of This Girl Talks Money. I founded This Girl Talks Money about four years ago out of really a frustration with the lack of information that there was out there for people in my situation, so in their 20s and 30s, who wanted to be financially literate, they wanted to make good decisions, but they also wanted a bit of balance. So wanted to enjoy life, not feel like you had to stop spending money altogether, but make good decisions. And they just didn't really feel like there was that much out there. So after a lot of researching, writing, reading, then I started a, kind of a platform and having these conversations. And that was kind of the start of the journey, really. We're talking about this study at the moment. And it's saying quite clearly, and maybe to a certain extent shockingly, that almost a fifth of Brits dip into their savings every single week. What prompted you to conduct this study on Britain's savings habit? And what were the key findings that you came up with? The study's been done by Ford Money, and they've had a look at the fact that there are a lot of unstable savings habits, really, and a lot of unstable financial habits, really, across the country. And I think one of the reasons that they decided now was a good time to have a look at this is because we know that we've been in really difficult financial circumstances across the last few years. We've had the pandemic. We've also then had the cost of living crisis. We've got interest rates going all over the place. And so there's been a whole load of financial pressure from different directions on all households from, you know, whatever your income. And I think lots of listeners will will be able to relate to that. So I think, you know, like you say, one of the findings is that a lot of people are dipping regularly into savings at the moment. And that is largely because there's so much pressure from rising costs, whether that's food, whether that's mortgage, whether that's fuel, um, but also the fact that people often have got these habits where they're saving potentially a bit more than they can actually sustain. And then they are having to yo-yo a little bit where they're thinking they're saving a lot and then they're having to dip back into it when actually what maybe would be more helpful long term is for people to be thinking about, okay, what is a sustainable amount to save rather than feeling like you're on that roller coaster? And sustainability is actually quite an important part of this because there's a percentage of people, they can't save anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's really important to acknowledge that, that if you're in that situation where you can't, then that is absolutely understandable, especially at the moment. Um, But what I'm really keen to emphasize and what I'm always keen to, to help people to think about habits. So how you can start in whatever situation you're in, whether it is about saving or whether it's about paying off debt, whether it is literally just about managing your money month to month to get into habits which are more sustainable, habits which you can stick to so you know what your situation is. I think one of the things that often happens when we're stressed about money and finances is that it's really easy for things to to get out of hand or to just bury your head in the sand and Actually, the more you have knowledge and oversight of what's going on, that's power. And that helps you to be able to make better decisions with your finances and to know when to ask for help if you need to ask for help as well. Why do you think that some people who, when they do start on the journey of saving, feel that they should be saving double or triple what they're already saving? 
Well, I think a lot of it, to be honest, comes down to, to expectations and to messages that are often published. You know, I I see a lot of, of um, conversation in the personal finance space about these ideals of what you should be able to save. And, you know, there are lots of figures thrown around as to how much of your income you should be aiming to save or to put towards the future. And I think that often as a guideline, the, the principle is helpful to have a percentage of your income that you're setting aside for XYZ. But giving people specific numbers doesn't take into account circumstances. It doesn't take into account the fact that there are really different costs of living across the country, wherever you are in the world. It doesn't take into account that some people have got far more financial pressure in certain times of their life than others. And so I think that these guidelines that are intended to be helpful sometimes could actually have the opposite effect. Do you feel that there are certain strategies that people can use? And what do you think are the best ones that you've come across in the dealings that you've had as in terms of your business and in terms of your book? One thing that I'm really keen to always focus on, and it's something that I talk a lot, a lot about in, in Money Talks, is the fact that it really is a long journey with finance. I think, you know, with a lot of aspects of our life, then we're really used to seeing quick fixes and these kind of, you know, do an eight week diet and you'll suddenly transform your body. You can't do that with money. Um, it doesn't work like that. It's not just a practical thing either. Like money's hugely emotional. It's something that we all have a lot of baggage that we carry around about and a lot of the time we're not even aware of what that is but it's something that has such a huge impact on so many areas of our lives as well and so I'm always keen for people to remember that it really is a journey it is a marathon it's not a sprint um, and it's about trying to find some level of balance and again balance is one of those words used in the well-being space which is kind of held up to be this kind of golden like golden arch and it's not as easy as that. It's not straightforward always to find that balance. But I do think that by getting on top of the information that you have available, knowing what is coming in and what's going out, getting clear on where you maybe have got flexibility to adjust some of your habits, where you don't, looking for ways that you can maybe increase your income or increase your savings, even if it's things like putting a little bit of money into your pension that you haven't been able to do before. Those small steps will add up over time and they will make a big difference over that marathon period that we're talking about. Do you feel that social media to a certain extent helps enhance and exacerbate that situation where people feel that everybody else is a millionaire and everybody else is doing really well? Oh yeah. You, you, there's always one extreme, people who are spending like crazy or people who are saving like crazy and living in a tent or something like that. You know, I'm a stockbroker and I'm living in a tent because I, I want to save up for a property. Yeah. Do you feel that they highlight areas or make people feel insecure? Absolutely. You know, there are so many brilliant things about social media. You know, it's allowed me to to build this business. And so I'm I'm very grateful for what it does. But I do think we really have to be careful with what we consume and have that level of, I guess, healthy scepticism about what we're consuming online because not only is some of it not necessarily true I think a lot of it is there's an element of truth but we don't know the full picture and that that goes for life offline as well you know when you see a colleague or you have a chat with somebody that you're at a party with about the fact that they've just bought a new house down the road or that they've been on a holiday to the Maldives like 
how often do you really know the full picture about their financial situation? Um, we, we don't. And I think social media, because it's so visual a lot of the time, exacerbates that because we're just seeing all these pictures of amazing achievements and like travels and everything. But it's no different really to having that healthy criticism about conversations that you have in real life you know even some of your friends I think it's worth people asking themselves how much do I actually know about their situation because you know I've got friends where they've suddenly turned up with like a a new flat and you're like well how has this how has this happened like I, I know what you do for your job I don't understand how the maths has worked here because we're not very good at talking about money openly as a as a society but it is just important to always have in the back of your mind, unless you know the full picture, then comparing yourself is a fruitless exercise. And that's absolutely a great piece of advice. Another piece of advice I wanted to ask you about was bank accounts, because I'm slightly older than you. I'm using the word slightly generously, but (laughs) just for my own sake. But in real practical terms, what happened was, was that you were either a kid and your parents opened a bank account for you or you were uh, a student and they nabbed you and plied you with all kinds of things that they would probably would it would be the equivalent of amazon vouchers or something like that now and then in doing so they would then get you to become a customer it's amazing how many people still don't change their bank accounts when necessary absolutely and it's one of the things that i talk about a lot especially at the moment because you know, for most of my adult life, you know, the last 10 years or so, then actually, there have been not many bank accounts offering very good interest rates. We've been in this really low interest rate phase. Um, but that has changed over the last year or so. And we've seen this real increase as we've seen inflation go up with with what we can get when it comes to, to our savings. And for people that have got savings, it's so important to be making the most of them. And often that requires switching account. And the way I always think about it is, why would you leave your money with a bank who are doing nothing for you? Like you are giving them your money. When you give your money to a bank, when you put it in a bank account, the bank is using your money. It's not just sat there in a piggy bank. It's being used by the bank to go out and make more money. So why would you be okay with that when you could be getting rewarded for that and banks are sneaky um you know i always have to be careful about this because i work with certain banks but they are they are sneaky and a lot of the high street banks they haven't been passing on interest rate rises to their their customers so you're sat there with you know 0.1 percent interest on your your money in your account when actually with another bank you could be getting five percent um and it's just even you know if we're talking tens hundreds thousands of pounds it all adds up and it's not a hard process to switch bank i think a lot of people also overestimate that how difficult it is it's actually really really easy there is a system in place to help you do it seamlessly and it's also why it's important to look out for you know different deals different providers that are trying to make this easier for you and this is one of the reasons that you know ford money are introducing this best rate guarantee that they have have brought out because it means that actually customers don't have to constantly be thinking about switching to get the best interest rate. It means that if you're a customer, you're going to get the best interest rates available at the bank. So having a think about ways that you can ensure that you are doing that and you're getting your money to work as hard for you as you work for your money. 
And this relationship with Ford money, Ford obviously have got a long-standing reputation in the UK of being involved in the car industry. Yeah. Cars to money. Um, that's a big leap. Seems like it potentially, but then when you think about it, a lot of people, most people think about getting a car on finance these days. Good point. And so actually there is that underlying financial institution that has to run for people to be able to be getting that um that car finance and so really what they're they're doing is expanding on that and making sure that yes you don't have to have a car with Ford to be able to be a Ford money customer and do you think that as being one of the tips that you can move along to somebody who doesn't normally or isn't normally associated with savings and finance in order to get a better deal. That's obviously one tip that you would offer. Have you any other tips uh, that our listeners um, could benefit from? Yeah, absolutely. I think just stay stay on your toes when it comes to banking at the moment, particularly. Um, don't stay loyal for no reason. Loyalty doesn't pay in a lot of areas of finance. And it's it's countercultural, you know, and especially like you say, if you're somebody that grew up with a bank account opened by your parents and you've been with your high street provider for years and you used to go into the branch and take your checks and everything, we're in a really different world now. Um, we we have to look out for ourselves when it comes to making your finances as easy as possible to manage. And luckily, there are loads of ways to do that. There are loads more providers available now as well. There are loads of tools that you can use. So digital banking tools, budgeting tools, really smart technology to make it easier to stay on top of your finances. And I would just encourage people to lean into that, lean into these innovations in the banking and finance space, because it really can make your ability to manage your money so much easier if you've got it all at your fingertips, because we all spend so much time on our phones anyway, connected. So, yeah. Give it a go. See what what tools are out there for you um, and shop around as well when it comes to everything, finance, insurance, banking. Don't don't just stick with what you know, because you could end up getting stung. Thank you very much for that. So where can our podcast radio business listeners go to for more information regarding money talks and uh, and this skill talks money as well as the Ford situation? Yeah, absolutely. So to find out more about the Ford Money Best Rate Guarantee, then head over to the website um, and you can find all the information there. And to find out more about my work and my book, then head to thisgirltalksmoney.com. Thank you very much. Ellie Austin Williams, author of Money Talks and founder of This Girl Talks Money. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome.